Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nick Lockwood Coaching Podcast. And today's episode, I'm going to take you through a conversation with one of my absolute legends, Joe. And the reason I wanted to do this one is because this conversation we had was such an open conversation, not me trying to talk about myself or I know a lot of the time when you hear about uh, these conversations is the trainer or the person trying to get you get the other person to big up how good uh, the trainer was where this I love this conversation because it was purely about Joe and he has been such an inspiration to myself to many others and I believe this journey is well worth sharing in a little bit more depth now I want to give a little bit of context before we get into the conversation because Joe in terms of tangible progress has made some insane results, but it's the lifestyle he lives has been well and truly insane. He went from, before he met me, he was already over 100 kilos. But then when we started training together, he was about 96 and we got him down to like 75, like over 20 plus kilos, which is absolutely phenomenal. And he is now at a place where his new bandwidth is between 76 to 80 so his new fluctuation the highest he'll go to might be 81 compared to when it was like 96 100 which is insane and the journey has been monumental when i first saw him it was he was a bit of an it was a bit awkward i was a bit worried we may not connect uh, he was struggling to get the grips of movements he was doing deadlifts and glute bridges with like a band and a bar like literally nothing he has now worked out consistently bearing in mind he went years without working out three times per week every week for the last five years he has now what well, maybe three or four he is now deadlifting like a hundred and like 50 kilos it is just absolutely phenomenal and the way he has now changed the way that he dresses the way that he carries himself the confidence he brings he now goes into a gym and does this stuff completely like on his own doesn't matter how busy he is he'll still put like three plates aside on the bar and deadlift with all these like bodybuilders near him it's insane and for me just he's just such a lovely person and he's had this ability to go out eat out drink out each and every week like, honestly like i'm admirable of his social life like when we were first started doing this, I was like, you are getting absolutely nuts results and you're still going out, having drinks, folks, like a couple of days per week. Um, still enjoying a good balance because he loves baking, so he eats a lot of cakes and just a different person to the person who was lower on energy, lower on self-confidence, um, was completely out of shape, had niggles, had injuries. And he thought his way to do this was eating tins of tuna. He was eating tins of tuna for breakfast. Then we changed that around. So guys, please take a listen. I hope you're going to enjoy this because I love this conversation. I love this guy. He's a true inspiration to myself. And not only has he been an insane journey, a pleasure to work with and inspired many others to join and do the same, but he is now, I consider him a very good friend of mine. And working with him through lockdown was an absolute pleasure. So guys, take a listen. Let me know what you think. And I'll speak to you after. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, brilliant. Okay, so Joe, thank you for doing this today. So what we're going to do on this, if you're watching this on playback on the podcast, is we're just going to talk through Joe's journey. And one reason I wanted to have Joe on here is because he lost a total of 20 odd kilos. And the important, amazing thing about this is the maintenance of this after, which is, I think is an incredible achievement, which a lot of people want to do. So uh, Joe, if you uh, just give a overview in terms of where you were when you first reached out and got in touch with myself. 
Sure. So um, I, when I was younger, ha was in reasonably good shape. So when I was in my early 20s to, to mid 20s, I played some sports. I uh, played squash for my university. I, I was in reasonably good shape. Then kind of work and late 20s and early 30s happened. I also suffered a few injuries. So I wasn't really, even if I had the desire to, to do something, uh, my shoulder was a bit bust and my leg was a bit bust. And as a result of that, I, might, I probably went from being you know, a very healthy weight to being about 100 to 110 kilos. So yeah, pretty heavy. I'm six foot two, so I'm reasonably tall, but that's just too much. Um, the reason I reached out was it was um, sometime around my kind of 35th or 36th birthday. And I think it was the couple of days afterwards in, in March. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, what are you doing? But this, this, is, this is not a good look for someone who's you know, still young, 35, 36. You're 110 kgs. You're wearing 42-inch trousers. Like this, this, isn't a, this isn't a pretty picture where this leads to. So I thought, I've got to do something about it. Now, I spent some time um, trying to lose some weight. And I'll be honest, the first, the first few kilos, quite easy to lose. Like it's not, it's not that hard if you're overweight to, to lose the first bit. But then I found after I got down to, you know, a few kilos down, so probably from about 110 to about 100, just it, it wasn't coming off. I didn't really have the motivation. And previously I'd given up at that point before. So I tried to lose weight previously and I'd just stopped and I thought, nah, I'm that, this time I'm not going to do it. So that's what I thought. I need to do more than just eat different food. I also need to uh, exercise. I need to maybe lift weights or something like that. And I just thought I have not the faintest clue how to do any of this. And I'm losing the motivation even to keep on with the eating less. So um, I decided relatively early on that I needed some help and that if all that happened was I lost weight, then I'll just put that weight back on again. So what I wanted was supposed to lose weight and get back into reasonable shape. And so it was that that made me think I need some help with this. And so that's when I got in contact with Nick. Okay, amazing. Do you mind just elaborating a little bit more on what you were doing at that stage then to lose that initial dead weight? So probably to, to start with, I just, I didn't really follow any kind of plan uh, at all. Uh, if you are quite a bit overweight, just eating less of what you're currently eating works. So if you're eating three chocolate bars a day, if you, only, if you only eat one chocolate bar a day or no chocolate bars a day, some weight will come off. That's kind of inevitable. But I wasn't really following any kind of plan. I wasn't organized. I wasn't really thinking about what, what, how one thing led to another. So I wasn't thinking, okay, I eat this or more often I drink eight pints of that. And then you shift into that's what the kind of the, the impact on your weight or your calories are. So I didn't really have any proper understanding of that so yeah just I cut down but with no plan and what I really needed was in retrospect uh, a better plan yeah okay from a training perspective what were you doing when you were in the gym so when I was in in the gym um 
I think probably what, what was I doing? Mostly wasting my time. So I um, I tried quite I tried every single one of the the weight machines in my local gym. Um, didn't know how to use them. Didn't really know what I was doing with them, and I found it really frustrating because I was doing stuff and I was putting in effort. And I think one of the things we're we're often taught is that if you if you do the work and you put in the effort, you'll get a result. Problem is, if you're doing that in a way that's half-assed, uh, you won't get the result. You'll you'll get nothing but probably some kind of injury. And in fact, I did slightly injure my my left leg a little bit when I was doing the the I think it was the ham curl machine at as it turned out a weight that I still even three years later can't do. So you know, it, my approach to training was ad hoc and very frustrating because I was like I said doing the work but not getting any any results. Okay, okay. So that paints the picture there. So we're putting in effort, uh, not no structure and getting the initial bit of result, but there was just no way of actually sustaining it. And yeah. as you said, it didn't sound very enjoyable. And what I want no. to go into now then is that the result we've got, because I remember the first time I spoke to you, I remember you coming yeah. in and I remember the first time I was a bit like, seems like a really nice guy, but I'm not sure how this is going to, how this is, gonna, <laughs> how this is going to work. <laughs> I was a bit unsure, but then it's actually turned out to be amazing. And obviously the change mm. facial hair has probably done wonders. But uh, <laughs> so for me, the main thing here, as I said, is we've lost, uh, you can give the details here, but the sheer amount of weight yeah. that's been lost and the maintenance of it has been amazing. So do you want to elaborate a little bit more about statistically where you are now and where you, how you feel right now, now that you have achieved that? Yeah, so I'm now in or around 80 kilograms. And so that's from the from the very beginning, that's about 30 kilograms down. Um, I think of it actually slightly differently from, from that because that that's 30 kilograms of weight loss, not 30 kilograms of, of fat loss. So I've been going to the gym three or four times a week uh, with obviously a, a training plan from Nick. And that means I've put on muscle as well, not yeah, a reasonable amount of it, but it means that it's not just 30 pounds of 30, sorry, kilograms of fat loss. It, it means it's probably considerably more than 30 kilograms of, of fat loss. So I'm, I'm thinner, uh, but I'm also in the best physical condition I've ever been in in my life. So I am stronger and physically in better shape than I've ever been. So lifting weights and being able to do any you know, cardio that I just wouldn't have been able, certainly I wouldn't have been able to do five years ago or six years ago. But even when I was in my early 20s, I absolutely wouldn't have been able to do. So it, it's a, a huge quantity of weight gone, but also it's a huge amount of fitness and strength gained. And for me, it's not just that, you know, I'm looking good and I can you know, pick up a heavy object from the floor and put it back down again. It's also putting me in really good stead for the rest of my life. So I'm going to be 40 what, next year and I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm healthy. All the various injuries I've had, some of which have been quite severe. So the, the whole left side of me is basically pinned together with metal. None of that 
matters so much anymore because I am in good physical shape and I'm coming into the mid portion of my life very healthy at a good weight and feeling very comfortable about where I am in terms of strength and looks and everything else. Plus, as Nick said, I've grown a beard. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the main thing that's comfortable. One hundred percent. Seeing all of those people in the gym with their beards and their weights, I, I went for the beard. <laughs> that's amazing. And obviously, uh, for me, I think the sheer uh, maintenance of this has been the amazing thing. And um how it's just now naturally just a part of who you are rather than something where we're continuously on it off it struggling to keep up with what we do it's the fact that we are now in the position where we've lost that weight yeah there's the fluctuations of weight like i think every human being should recognize will happen but it's gone from being at that 100 plus mark now now it's to like on a good day we can break 80 and on a maybe a yeah. slightly indulgent it's a bit above 80 so that bandwidth has just completely shifted which i think is the yeah. amazing thing and obviously all the new jackets and stuff have been buying which has been fantastic <laughs> so, that, that, so me, that that is absolutely true never underestimate when you first lose weight or you first put on muscle, just how enjoyable it is buying the new clothes afterwards. Because it's not just the new clothes, it's the new clothes you could never have fitted into before. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is amazing. No, no, and it's been so good watching that. Obviously, we had great conversations about clothing, which has been fun. We did, we did indeed. <laughs> But for me then, so what I want to do now is just kind of give you just a few key insights into uh, just a few things. So maybe training, just a few key points on training, uh, the nutritional side, and maybe more the mindset shift we've had towards it. So in terms of actually, um, so most people here who listen and watching to this, uh, they have mm. the plan now. They um, they will be going, We I say enjoy, like a lot of the time, most people will enjoy training to an extent, but obviously it's not always like that. So in terms mm. of just from a, training in terms of what would you say your biggest uh advice or key uh take-homes has been throughout this process with the training itself so i think that the most important is kind of the most basic advice is keep doing it keep doing it and have a plan so um there'll be times when you're ridiculously busy and it's really difficult to fit stuff in you don't always have to go to the gym you can do body weight exercises you can do something with a band there is always something that you can do so long as you've got a plan and you know what you're doing with it that's that's great the most important thing is just keeping on doing it because as long as you're it is a habit and as long as you're staying in the habit whether it is doing it at home doing it at the gym mixing the two because you're ridiculously busy one one week or one month then you know, you you just need to to be consistent so first week in January, uh, I had a very busy week. I ended up working about 120 hours, which is not what I would count a good week. I did not go to the gym that week. On the other hand, I was able to do some press-ups. I was able to do some exercises. I was able to do a whole range of stuff. It doesn't take long, but it's just making sure you maintain that habit. And I think also the other important thing, I think, is don't don't compare yourself to the other guys. So the, the gym I go to is a pure gym in Canary Wharf. Some of which so, some of you may may know the one. I know Nick will. Um, there are some absolutely enormous people in that gym. Just they are so big, it's almost funny how big they are. Sure. And you know, I'm not aiming to be a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or anything like that. That's just not what I'm interested in. 
I'm interested in being in reasonably good shape, but I know because I've been consistent, I think I did my first deadlift with Nick, and I think it's probably using a 24 kilogram dumbbell, and that felt like hard work. I think I did one, well, actually, I did one last Thursday, and that was with a barbell with 140 kilograms on it. Now, that's three years consistent work of picking stuff up and putting it down. But without the consistency, you don't get there. And that's, I'd say, the single most important bit is just keep on doing it and follow a plan. Yeah. Okay. So following the plan we have, keep showing up. Obviously, as you said, you've alluded to the fact how busy mm. was turning up and that on top of that is the adaptability as well. So if we are busy one week, it's maybe now that obviously through lockdowns, we have that, uh, we know that we can do things at home and it's just keeping those weeks where it feels like it's not that progressive makes a huge difference in the long run of keeping you in the game and keeping the body moving right so yeah absolutely and uh not comparing yourself it's very easy to go in there one you would be intimidated or two start adding things on to something you just can't do for the sake of it because everyone else is lifting more and i get that as well i understand that all right thank you so from a nutritional perspective then Mm. what would you say uh the biggest the, the key are the key things for you that one that the key things for you that you think have actually made the difference for yourself so my favorite food group is cake and that has always been my favorite food group and i always eat cake there is not a single day that goes past when i don't eat cake it's just it's a, a absolute requirement uh, i try to avoid double cake days but you know, they, they they occasionally happen i think the important thing is you shouldn't restrict entire food groups. You shouldn't say, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. Obviously, you know yourself best. If you can't eat one biscuit, you can only eat an entire packet of biscuits, which is a problem I have. Don't buy the packet of biscuits, which is my approach. Um, but if there are things you enjoy, you should still keep having them. Losing weight and indeed maintaining weight isn't necessarily easy. And putting on a lot of weight is really really easy I think being aware that of actually how many calories there are in things of what you're actually eating it's not the same as restricting yourself it's just being aware so that you know if you have a ridiculous time over Christmas or your birthday or a random weekend and you drink a lot of booze and you have a lot of cake and you eat everything that you conceivably see that's fine so long as you know afterwards you've then got to manage what you eat for yeah the next week the next two weeks the next three weeks and i think my view on nutrition is nothing nothing is forbidden and nothing should be forbidden and you can absolutely gorge yourself from time to time you've just got to know if you do that there is a consequence and that consequence is your weight's going to go up so that means you're going to have to eat more sensibly, whether it's um, salads and you know lean meats and all the rest of it for a period afterwards. That's great, but just be careful with it. Also, starving yourself, I learned this relatively early on, not very helpful. You, you end up making basic errors once you've starved yourself for a bit. And also, it's not going to help your weight training either. So, yeah, that that is the slightly random approach I would take. Make sure you eat uh, whatever you want, so in terms of cake, but 
know that that means you have to manage the rest of your diet around the thing that you want to eat. Yeah, okay. I think some of the important things there, obviously, is actually uh, the non-restrictive nature in terms of things aren't off track, but it's that yeah. you have that power of choice. For example, if you are having something that is going to be like cake, pretty indulgent, right, that we have to accept what may be the next stage. And it's about just getting straight back into the regular regime. And if you allow yourself yeah. to have that, then that means it's within the diet rather than thinking, oh, I've had that. Let's just keep going. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. And I also think a really important take home there was actually not the lack of starvation and how that actually impacts the training, because I think mm. a lot of people, when they come from calorie deficits, they really try to go as low, low as possible. So it's not having those huge swings of if you have like a big weekend, say if you have a big weekend where it, and then the rest of the week is nice and low calorie. Yeah, it may fit within your weekly calorie deficit, but if you're starved on the days, your training's not going to be great. It's mm. enjoyable. So managing that well. So I think that was a really good uh, point there. Thank you. So now we've gone through the training nutrition, what would you say the biggest maybe on a mindset shift for yourself has been? Because I think a big issue here maybe um, is for the big issues people will struggle with will be um, maybe motivation uh, due to multiple things, motivation to turn up and be consistent, make good choices usually down to being busy at work, um, maybe some social pressures and just what would you just say? So what would you say from those sort of things? They're bigger things people struggle with. What would you say your biggest advice in terms of the mindset shift to get through all those would be? So I think uh, there's a couple of different stages to it. There's when you first get started, in which case it, it's actually quite easy to maintain motivation for the early period. But then you hit a point, I know I certainly hit a point kind of, maybe a few months in where you've lost the excitement of the new, but equally you look at yourself and you think, I'm still not quite where I'd like to be. And I think that is a very tricky period when you're there, where you, you know you're heading in the right direction, but you're not there kind of instantaneously. And when I was there, maintaining motivation by always remembering, why did I start? at this so that's why i'm able to articulate you know my 35th or 36th birthday and i remember the situation and i remember the conversation i had with myself well because that's the that is some of the motivation certainly in those more difficult periods where you're not quite where you want to be and remembering why you're doing something and remembering the effort you've already put in so it, it is there is that element of almost manipulating yourself and saying why did i do this and do I really want to waste all of this time, effort, energy that I have put in? I think at times of busyness, we've already kind of touched on this. You do what you can. It's about maintaining the habit. If you're working ridiculous, ridiculous hours, that happens. You need to maintain where you are as much as possible. You may not, if you're working 100, 110, 120 hours a week, which I really hope you're not. But if you are, you're probably not going to be going to the gym four times a week and picking up heavy objects. You probably are going to be training at home, in which case it's saying my aim here is not necessarily to make massive advances in this period. It's to make sure I don't fall back. It's to make sure that I'm staying at the weight I currently am. And then I can push forward when I'm less busy, when I'm, it's less ridiculous. And I think that's kind of quite important. And then taking it to the, to the final stage, when, say, I'm at a place where I'm very happy with the shape I'm in, and you know, I don't feel the need to lose any more weight. So when, now I'm here, 
it's easier to maintain. And you know, when I do have, you know, a lot to drink one evening, which I try not to have too much, but you know, I eat too much cake is probably a better example. Um, then you can say to yourself, well, actually, I've spent three years getting to this point. Do I really want to go back? Do I really want to kind of reset? And I think it it takes a while to get into the mindset of actually this is not a thing that I do. This is who I am. And I think once you can make that mindset change, I think it's it's quite important. But it takes a little bit of time to get there and don't expect it to be instantaneous because it does take work. Okay, that's that's amazing, Joe. That's amazing. And so what would you yeah, that, that was a great way to end that. What so what would you say then is the key what keeps you going now? So there's a few things that, that keep you going. Accountability is really important. So knowing that um, you know, if I if I don't <laughs> if I don't fill out the trading plan, uh, I I will get a a concerned inquiry uh, about <laughs> about how my week is going and whether I'm busy or not. Which you know that's always helpful because accountability is important. But it's not. I think it's also not just accountability to you know to Nick as the the trainer. I think it's also accountability to yourself and accountability to the people around you. So, you know, I know that if I don't do what I, I need to do, then I'm not going to be in the shape that I want to be. That's, that is accountability, but it's self-accountability. It's holding you accountable to yourself. Ultimately, if you're using an app like TrueCoach or something similar, if you want to, you can just lie. Like you can fill it in with stuff that you've not done. Ultimately, the only person you're accountable to is you and the people who see you every day. So if you think you're going to struggle with accountability and talk to people about the fact that you're going to the gym, when I've had kind of periods when I've not been so keen on training, then, or, you know, doing stuff in my, uh, doing stuff in my own time, obviously, then find someone to go to the gym with. You don't need to work out together. You just need to walk there because once you've walked in through the door, you're fine. So it's finding those sorts of accountability mechanisms, both with your friends, your family, but most importantly to yourself that really will keep you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And obviously, um, so that, yeah, that's, ama that's amazing, Joe. I think that's uh, been incredibly insightful. I think there was like, so many golden points that it's too hard to recap <laughs> those end bits. But uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out for that today, Joe. Uh, that was absolutely incredible and I think there's so many nuggets and firstly incredibly motivational secondly loads of practical nuggets and I think thirdly the the mindset towards the end there are very important and I think it reaffirms what a lot of people uh, need to know so Joe thank you for that and uh, I'm gonna hit pause now thanks Nick